Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Saturday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. The topic is The Prayer of Petition and Divine Mercy. Part 1. We put all our confidence in the infinite goodness of God. The Lord has taught us about our need for prayer in many different ways. God is always pleased to receive our petitions. Jesus himself prayed to the Father so as to give us a lasting example. God and his goodness are the source of each and every moment of life. We are wholly dependent on him, and he is completely in love with us. This explains why he wants us to recognize our total dependence on him, and why this recognition is of such great benefit to us. As a consequence of this awareness, we will struggle so much the harder to live in his love and protection. Jesus wanted to encourage us to offer prayers of petition. He went so far as to give us a guarantee of divine attention when we pray in this way. At the same time, he pointed out the fundamental aspects of any request we make to God. In the Gospel for today's Mass, Jesus tells the parable of the widow, whose persistence eventually prevails upon the wicked judge. In his closing words on this parable, Jesus presents God the Father's reaction as being exactly the opposite of the judge's. And will not God vindicate his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? If even the wicked judge could be made to react with justice, how much more readily will a just and merciful God respond to our pleas? In contrast to the obduracy of the judge, God is always attentive to our needs and solicitous for us. This is the basic meaning of the parable. It stresses the difference between God's mercy and human selfishness. The judge attempts to put the widow off by making some weak excuses. In the end, however, he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will vindicate her, or she will wear me out by her continual coming. God responds to our petitions in an entirely different way. Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God vindicate his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? St. Augustine has commented on this passage. Those who make persevering prayer to God should take heart, for God is the fountain of all justice and mercy. If unfailing prayer could assuage the hard-heartedness of a judge who was capable of every foul deed, what effect will it have on the Father of all mercy, who is God? The children of God should express their love in their trusting and persevering prayer. Again from St. Augustine, 
If God seems at times to be slow in responding, it is because He is preparing a better gift. He will not deny us. We well know that the long-awaited gift is all the more precious for the delay in its being granted. Ask, seek, insist. Through this asking and seeking, you will be better prepared to receive God's gift when it comes. God withholds what you are not yet ready for. He wants you to have a lively desire for His greatest gifts, all of which is to say, pray always and do not lose heart. We must never become discouraged in our petitions to God. In the words of St. Jose Maria, My God, teach me how to love. My God, teach me how to pray. Love and prayer are inseparably connected. Part 2. To have recourse always to divine mercy. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. This power derives from the fact that we pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus is our mediator with God, the Father. The Holy Spirit moves our soul to make supplication, even when we do not know what it is we want. He who gives us everything asks that we ask. What greater security could we want? The only limiting factor is our own capacity to receive God's gifts. It is like filling a small cup from a gushing fountain. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. He knows very well our defects and our errors. Sacred Scripture frequently portrays the Lord as a God of mercy. He is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote that divine omnipotence shows itself especially resplendent in the exercise of divine mercy. God's mercy is abundant and infinite. The angelic doctor states, To say that someone is full of mercy is like saying his heart is full of woe. He experiences the miseries of another with the same force and sadness as if they were his own. He makes his best effort to remedy the problem because it has become his problem. This is the effect of mercy. Of course, God does not become saddened by thus making his own the miseries of his creatures. Yet he does work to remedy those problems, those defects, because to act in this way does correspond to his divine nature. St. John Paul II taught us, Christ confers on the whole of the Old Testament tradition about God's mercy a definitive meaning. Not only does he speak of it and explain it by use of comparisons and parables, but above all, he himself makes it incarnate and personifies it. He himself, in a certain sense, is mercy. He knows us through and through. He sympathizes with our infirmities, with our financial difficulties, with all the burdens we carry about in this life. Again from St. Jose Maria, It is true that each of us is very much out for himself. But God our Lord does not mind if we lay all our needs before him at Mass. Who doesn't have things to ask for? 
Lord, this illness. Lord, this sorrow. Lord, that humiliation which I don't seem to be able to bear out of love for you. We desire the welfare, joy, and happiness of the people in our own home. We are saddened by the condition of those who hunger and thirst for bread and for justice, and of those who experience the bitterness of loneliness, and of those who end their days without an affectionate smile or a helping hand. But what really makes us suffer, the greatest human failure we want to remedy, is sin, separation from God, the danger that souls may be lost for all eternity. Our most urgent petition to the Lord should be for the spiritual well-being of our neighbors, those people we deal with every day. Part 3 the intercession of our Blessed Mother. From the earliest times, Christians have been inspired to pray to God through the intercession of Mary, His Mother, who is also our Mother. The Blessed Virgin demonstrated the power of her intercession at Cana of Galilee. She asked her son to work his first miracle on behalf of a pair of newlyweds and their family. The Lord says that his hour has not yet come, but proceeds to obey his mother. The Second Vatican Council has stated, In the public life of Jesus, Mary makes significant appearances. This is so even at the very beginning, when at the marriage feast of Cana, moved with pity, she brought about by her intercession the beginning of miracles of Jesus the Messiah. Mary is always present in the salvific work of Jesus. On that specific occasion, she not only resolved the immediate crisis concerning the wine, which Jesus provided in great measure, but she also confirmed the faith of the disciples. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Our Blessed Mother is always attentive to the needs and problems of her children. She is a wonderful intercessor on our behalf. She will speed our petitions to the Lord and put them better than we could if they so require. St. Alphonsus Liguori once preached about this topic. Why are the prayers of Mary so highly regarded by God? Let us remember that the prayers of the saints are the prayers of his servants, but the prayers of Mary are the prayers of his mother. This is the reason for their efficacy and authority. Since Jesus has an incredible love for his mother, he responds to her every request. St. Alphonsus continues, to go deeper in our understanding of Mary's importance, we need only turn to the gospel text. The wine failed at the marriage feast of Cana. The bridal party was at risk of great embarrassment. No one asked Mary to become involved, to seek her son's assistance. Here we see the heart of Mary, quick to respond with sympathy for the family. She takes the task of intercession upon herself, Acting on her own initiative, she asks Jesus for a miracle. If this was her way of acting when no one had asked her for help, 
What will be her response to those who pray for her intercession? We customarily dedicate our Saturdays to Mary. Today is a good opportunity to go to her more frequently and with greater love. And finally, again from St. Jose Maria, Ask your mother Mary, ask St. Joseph and your guardian angel to speak to the Lord and tell him the things you can't manage to put into words because you are so dull. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.